In the criminal justice system, sharehouse based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these heinous felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Particularly Objectionable Organization. These are their stories. May I remind you that you are under oath. Did you or did you not steal the bacon? Uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I did not expect this to go this far. Like, yes, I, I was really hungry. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we have from the defendant an admission of guilt. I suggest we lock this man away so you can never commit these heinous crimes again. To the jury, I've been renting for a decade. I have desires like boomers. And my desire was for one rasher of bacon. Please, please, please don't- Objection, Your Honor. No pleading with the jury. You're not allowed to interact with the jury. After a short deliberation, the jury finds the defendant guilty. So what are you in here for? Ah, <sighs> bacon. <laughs> I killed a cop too. Nihao, housewarmers. I am Nat Demina. And I'm Marty Smiley. This is a confessional podcast for renters. The golden gates to home ownership, Nat, are closed, but our door here at Housewarming is always open. To update you on what's happening, last week we said that we were interviewing for a new housemate and we are happy to announce that we have got a housemate. Yes, the tribe has spoken. We went around and drew them out of coconut. No, wait, that's not how Survivor works, is it? No, it's the, that's it. That would have been eliminating someone. <laughs> I've not watched enough reality TV. <laughs> we have found uh, the perfect person, and her name is Angel. It is very hard to compete with that. <laughs> and it, it, I mean, it's very hard for her to live up to the name in yes. many ways. It's been a week since she moved in. Uh, she's now coming to terms with the fact that moving in with us means that she's moving in on our podcast. You know, she's becoming a part of it and that's something that she'll either come to regret and whether us talking about her in this episode will cause tension in the house, that remains to be seen. Or maybe she doesn't give a fuck that we have a podcast and she thinks we're losers because we recorded it in my bedroom. I mean, that suits us yeah. as well. That's <laughs> Don't listen to it. <laughs> So this is of little consonance to you guys. I'm actually, she's a hardworking woman with a full-time job, which is um, good for us because it's nice to have that energy around yeah. us. Unemployment begets unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> Baguettes unemployment. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's the issue that I have. It's the housemate interviews, right? Because- mm -hmm. Basically, you conduct these things to get to know more about a person before they move in, but they are an exercise in lying. It is straight up fibs. I mean, look, we're all guilty of it. Mm -hmm. We You oversell yourself. Exactly. I mean, I remember when I was first moving to Sydney and you made me made a make a video. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I made Nat record a two-minute video. In it, he had to say what he would bring to the house. Yes. Meanwhile- they didn't really care that much. No, like they, it wasn't that big. And two, I was also working hospitality, <laughs> like crazy hours. So I was like exhausted in any free time that I had. I made, we 
caught it twice. Yeah. <laughs> they just watching this video is just me with just the deadest eyes. We're like, hey. The first one was so bad, dude. The first <laughs> one you sent to me, I was like, I can't show this to anyone, not just housemates, but I, this will never see the light of day. This is awful. You have sold yourself terribly. <laughs> but people just use that opportunity to just lie to your face. They just basically want to present the ideal version of themselves. Okay, what do you think? What do you think Angel has sold us on? Well, look, for one thing, it was, you know, we thought, you know, this is just one person moving in. Yep. Surely they wouldn't have a lot of things. Yep. Right? Yeah. They we asked them if they had the things we wanted. Yes. <laughs> we didn't end up choosing them on that, but out of respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving ourselves a pat on the back. <laughs> for not I doing mean, the most look, horrid thing that you could do. She had a toaster. Yes. Big plus. Huge plus, yeah. But she also had a lot of other things. This is like you don't know. Once we agreed to let her move in, she came to drop off some stuff. Right. And she was doing a, a lot of trips back and forth. So I just thought, hey, you know what? I'll go help her gather some stuff, put it in boxes, bring it over. I go to her house and I just see four boxes labelled <laughs> kitchen. Four? Four big boxes. Big. That's the whole kitchen. Big boxes. <laughs> She's left nothing for the for her previous Oh, tenants. yeah, they're starving. <laughs> <laughs> and these boxes were filled with – I'll list off some of the items that were in there. Yeah. Uh, a wok, uh, a blender. A toaster, yep. a kettle, which yep. we already had. So now that's just taking up space. Okay, we've got doubles. Double kettle. And these ceramic bowls. <laughs> if I was to count them, just off the top of my head, I would say maybe 20? 20 ceramic bowls. These are just bowls, by the way. There's also ceramic cups that we basically had to find room for in our kitchen. And if you've been listening, when we moved in, I organized... The kitchen. Yeah. So I made sure there was space for I everything. I know that this aspect of the house is extremely important to you. Yes. You, you set it out and also your that's your domain. It's it's the most efficient way of setting it out, I thought, at the time. But yeah. this has really thrown a spatter in the works. All I've seen now walking in lately is bulk bowls. Bowls. There's just bowls everywhere. Yeah. Well, so you couldn't find a new plate? What, did, were you trying to be polite? I mean, I, no, I wasn't. Yes, in a way, yes, because <laughs> I, I mean, you could wrap them up and hide them away if you were evil. <laughs> but the thing is, these were handmade bowls by her mother. Oh no! You should have vetted that prior. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, how many bowls have you got? <laughs> you asking that question? Are you? Did you get a thing to ask? Oh, how many bowls have you got? Um, what do you do for a living? Right. And what kind of cutlery do you have? <laughs> There's a couple of other things that come up that she really oversold me on because this is important. We have a really big backyard. Yes. My domain is the garden. I asked her, uh -huh. do you like gardening? She was like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I love gardening. Um, yeah, I'd like to build a herb plants. garden one day. She was like, I want to do herb garden and, and plants so I could plant. And I was like, I was listening to it and I was like, okay, all right, all, all right, 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 okay. all right, all right. Nothing. Like, I don't know no. if she's been out there. Um, there's been no, none of that going on. I don't think I've ever seen her in the yard. I asked her again. Uh-huh. She's just like, no, I'll get around. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get out there. I'll get out there. Uh, the other thing was, we ask all of our potential housemates this question. It's, do you 
enjoy a party? Yeah. Do you like to, you know, have a little fun? Because, you know, we're not crazy partiers. We're not having parties every weekend. But also we ask it because if you don't like partying, you won't like us. Exactly. Because when we do party, we fucking party. We like to party. Because everybody tries to downplay it. They're like, yeah, I like a bit of a party, but, you know, I'm aging now. So, you know, I'm, I'm really getting to that stage of life where I'm really starting to calm down. She's, She's 26. Down. Right, okay. She's 26. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> One morning, 3 a.m., she comes home with a group of her friends. Yeah. And I just hear the loudest music downstairs, <laughs> just blasting. <laughs> and uh, I, I, at one point, I actually, I, I hear her say, yeah, just go grab my phone so you can change the music, right? Yeah. At which point I just text her and I just say, hey, look, it's 3 a.m. Can we just tone the volume couple down of, a couple, Yeah, a couple of notches down. Yeah. No response. Oh. The next morning, I, you know, run into her into the kitchen. Yeah. And. Hungover. I, she was hungover. She yeah. was fine. Yeah. Um, but I was, she was just like, oh, I'm so sorry about last night. I got your text in the morning. My phone had died. Oh, full lie. <laughs> full lie. Bro, we've got a fibber. Fibber. <laughs> well, you wanted someone who could party. You can't expect to get a volume adjustment. When you needed your beauty sleep. <laughs> exactly. But look, we all lie. I've lied. You've lied. I'm sure many of our listeners have lied. And no matter how many times we may tell you it's wrong, you're never going to stop doing it. No. So whether she's a great fit or not, at the moment, things are looking good. Any updates will let you know. <laughs> but that being said, I think it's time we get to our guest. Our guest today is a dear friend of mine. Yasmin Sateja. Love Yaz. Yeah. I actually met her in Bali 10 years ago. She's a Balinese Australian. She used to split her time between both countries, basically, because her family actually lives there. Her mum has a cafe in Changu called Crate. I mean, I know Yaz through you. Uh, she's shot for Vogue recently, mm-hmm. but you, our listeners, may know Yaz from the promo shots she shot for Housewarming. <laughs> you may have seen her on Instagram. We look great. Pinnacle of her career. <laughs> she's a very talented photographer, creative and business owner. She runs Culture Machine and has worked with brands like Gucci, Nike, and Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, you cultured <laughs> man. <laughs> Where's she living at the moment? At the moment, she's living alone. Okay. But she has a spare room, so she's kind of sharing. Like, most of the time, she has a subletter. And has she had, like, much sharehouse experience? Her first sharehouse experience was on the foreshore of the iconic Bondi Beach. It was a house where... <laughs> Everyone was basically cashing in on the rise of Instagram and content and influencing. Like a hype house. Sort of. But before, this is before its time. Like before hype houses were a thing. Wow. She's also lived in Bali with lots of influence as well. So Mm -hmm. I think today what we want to find out is what it's really like to live with an influencer. Here she is. Hey! hey. Oh. <laughs> You're on camera. We're on camera. How are you? I'm I'm great. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming around. It's, uh, it's really nice to be here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it not your first time, to be honest. No. You're a friend of the show. Yeah. I brought- friend of us. <laughs> so well, welcome back. Thank you. I actually brought you a real housewarming gift last <gasps> time. Which was a crate of alcohol. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. Yeah, yeah. so you what don't need you to get us any more? No, so this time I'm going to oh. add to the collection okay. and um, give you a photo. So this is a lay-by picture of you as I walked in, <gasps> but I'm going to frame it and print it. And then more, more alcohol. alcohol. 
We've yes. got some Four Pillars Rare Dry Gin. That's the good gin. Which That's if we get sponsored shit. by another alcohol brand, we will say is their, their alcohol brand. brand. Yes, <laughs> just make sure the label's away from the camera. And this is a nice bottle of insert brand here. All right. Thanks excellent. so much. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Yaz. No worries. This All will right. be developed in I another know, month. What kind of camera we got there? We got is it a, digital? No, it's film, of course. It's film. Contacts. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. And it's, it was an organic moment. It's like an analog yeah, camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. You want to come I'd in? I'd love to get started. Come in. Let's go. Welcome to the show, Yasmin. I'm so happy to be on, honestly. You are one of the genuine listeners of our show. Yeah, huge fan. Yeah, I, I, I message you after every episode that I listen to to drop hints that I want to be on. I once, okay, now. <laughs> I didn't know that they were hints. Um, but I once got a message from Biaz after she listened to an episode everyone should check out with, with Frooms, Lucinda Price. Mm-hmm. She was explaining how she relieved herself in her own garden. Uh, and Yaz was cooking dinner at the time, so she just took a photo of her food and sent it to me and said, where was the disclaimer? Where was the warning? There are no warnings on this show, Yaz. No, it's- and I, I learned that the hard way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've titled this episode Living with Influence, which may be a bit cryptic to some of our housewarmers and our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, but it's because you live and work in the influencer space. And you've lived with influencers. Mm. And this season, we've been hearing from people who've lived with reality TV contestants, people who've lived in college, people who've lived with musicians, but we haven't heard the most important perspective. (laughs) What is it like to live with an influencer? (laughs) Well, I lived with several influencers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were self-made influencers. Okay. (laughs) So there's a difference. Rags Um, to riches. (laughs) Yeah. From 100 followers to 70K. Right? We had strategy. We were living in Bondi. We were in the hub of influencer territory. Uh-huh. I'd just come from Bali where, you know, I'd really learned kind of how to take influencer pictures. So yep. I You was, grew up in Bali, yeah? I grew up in Bali. Dad's Balinese. You know, yeah, mum homeschooled me. Met you in Bali. That's true. A decade ago. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Bali was its own kind of world. My mum had a has a, what they call a hipster cafe and kind of um, marketed her cafe using influencers yep. and user generated content, and that's where I kind of started learning what an influencer was, even the term influencer. Mm. I remember. I think you had a what they now call a hype house before hype houses existed, and they are if if you if people aren't aware, they're kind of like. House, share houses, but everyone in the house who's in a room has a big social following. You know, they might be on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, the biggest difference was we weren't getting paid to do it in that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We were doing it hoping that someone would discover us and turn it into a reality TV show, which which didn't end up happening. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I guess it was a, it was a hype house before, um, you know, there were like these big reality TV shows about hype houses Mm -hmm. and I decided to make myself an agent and a manager Mm -hmm. because I also was realistic in the fact that I didn't think I was the criteria to be an influencer, but I wanted to be part of the whole thing and I wanted to monetize it for everybody else. So you also knew how to like shoot and film and take photos and how to run that space and you, you know, take fashion 
photos and you've got connections with brands so you could kind of make that stuff happen for them. Yeah. So essentially when I was in Bali, I was doing photography and mm. a lot of influencers were starting coming on holiday to Bali and influencers need people who can create content for them. Yeah. So I was the next best thing really. And I had like my DSLR, but the funniest thing that I noticed was they'd be like, no, 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 don't, don't use your Canon 5D, just use your phone. We don't want professional pictures. So insulting to, <laughs> to a photographer. Ditch your camera and take pictures on our phones so you can take thousands of them and then we can scroll through and then, you know, favourite the ones we want and it has to look organic. The whole thing that I learned about influencer, like creating content for influencers is it can't look contrived in any way, mm. but it's extremely contrived in the way that you create it. I don't find myself in Bondi that often. I was at the icebergs. But when I do. <laughs> I just saw these two girls like next to the pool taking photos, and then they got up and I was like, oh, okay, they've done their photos, they're going to go for a swim. She goes, gets changed into another bikini, come back, take the photos. That's the second And I was like, okay, goes back again. It was about four times, four different bikinis, and then at the end they just left. No swim, no sauna, nothing. Nothing. No, no shame as well. Like you're noticing more and more people are just kind of like, yeah, it's what I do. It's my thing. I'm out on the street taking pictures yeah. of my outfit. I'm going to change and I'm going to come back yeah. and I'm going to do it four times. People were doing it at my mum's cafe. They've done full editorials around a smoothie bowl. Wow. That they've never tried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll order the whole spread. They'll change into four different outfits. So like, actually, got a I'm team. liquid intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm allergic I'm to these so things. Sorry. <laughs> so I had the kind of the beginnings of kind of the influencer world in Bali. You know, I, I say there's a triangle and it's Bondi, Byron, Bali. Yeah. Yep. And I was right in the centre of that triangle. <laughs> They're calling it Byrondi <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So I was right in the centre of that triangle and it kind of followed me to this hype house in Bondi. So I moved into a house with my brother and a couple of other people, yeah. and I basically kind of nominated myself as their manager. And, the Chris uh, Jenner of the I clan. Was, <laughs> I decided to be the Chris Jenner of this house and monetize it, and the goal was to, like, try and get, like, MTV to create a reality show around mm. us. We were close to doing that. but well, it was quite recognisable at the time too. A lot of them were on quite large followings. Were you getting papped or were you getting recognised as you – it was quite the scene. It was quite the same. Yes, we were getting definitely recognised. Um, we used to say that we couldn't leave the house at 3.20 because that was when school finished. Oh, fair. Oh. And the biggest audience was school kids and we yep. were living in the heart of Bondi Junction. So yep. we would be Big high mobbed. School. My yeah. people, as particularly my brother, we had to actually like embargo him yeah. <laughs> during that time. <laughs> but when we went to Melbourne, it was probably the most chaotic it's ever been. I felt like I was on tour with Justin Bieber. And your I brother was, was your mum's your dad. He had a huge trolling at the time yeah. and uh, would roll around doing dancing videos and comedic uh, and satire. You guys had a series on... ABC, Fresh Blood. Yeah, that was the most like- uh, That's when it went a little legit. <laughs> that was notable. That's when you had to get the cameras back out. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, actually we could shoot these on professional cameras. That's when we had people backing us to make things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember being in Melbourne. This girl just, you know, volunteered to drive us somewhere. That's the other thing. We had a new currency, which was just like a Snapchat photo of my brother could get us get you a lift get us a lift it was always flattering and lovely but I, no. I was on the outside of it in the sense that I wasn't getting mobbed the way he was what was that house like then who's doing the dishes yeah what so- are the standards <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, so picture this. We're living in this two-story house in Bondi. We're the only young people on that street. Everyone else is like families with kids. And there's a stack of broken skateboards out the front, beer bottles everywhere, and uh, neighbours who would consistently write us um, threatening eviction letters. And we yeah. also had like crates for everything, like a, a why, crate why table. Why the eviction? 
Well, um, just because we were loud. Uh, uh, there was a lot of skateboarding, a lot of What did they think you were running there? Uh, well, yeah. So one of our neighbours came up consistently and was like, you guys are running a youth hostel. I know it. <laughs> I'm dobbing you in. <laughs> And we're like, no, no we just we just got heaps of friends. She's like, I see hundreds of people here all the time circulating. I know it. You're running a youth You're hostel. Like, it, it actually would be good if we were running a youth hostel. We might be making some money. We might be we making were. our rent, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much everyone on our street hated us. But also we used the front of our house for a lot of the videos we were making, That's which right. was not a really smart thing to do because we ended up getting stalkers. It's actually one of the reasons why we don't publish the front of our house because obviously – You'd be mobbed. The streams yeah. of fans <laughs> that would be running. We, they would yeah. just be camping. But, so um, there's a real lack of privacy. A real lack of privacy, That was yeah. self-inflicted. Absolutely. Yeah, we loved it. But the other thing that was uh, probably not ideal about our place is we refused to buy, like, real furniture. But we didn't yeah. just have pallet beds. We had a pallet couch downstairs, oh, which was essentially – Two massive pallets with two single mattresses on top of it, which was like an open invitation to anyone that ever came over just to crash. So at all times there would be someone sleeping downstairs and it would circulate. We never changed that sheet because it was the couch. (laughs) So, yeah, I can see why. did some people overstay their welcome? Absolutely. I think we had a guy there for about three weeks (laughs) and he was living. I don't know who he was. He was living in his van, to be fair. He had a van out the front, but like our- He's already got a bed. Yeah, but our couch. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we were the pre's house and we were the kick-on's house. So it was 24 hours. Imagining like if MTV did make this into a reality show, just walking through, it's like, yeah, there's a milk crate seat there. You know, we've got a pallet bed. (laughs) It's like, where's the the cribs element? (laughs) One of the housemates was, he used to paint. And um, the big artwork on the wall that became really recognisable was Siri is a serious bitch. We never really understood what it meant. I think it was like to do with- I think that's the purpose of art. (laughs) I think it was to do with like social media and he was kind of personifying Siri. Uh-huh. So it was very like DIY, you know, yeah. we made the furniture, Creative. we made the art, and then people would come over and kind of want to grab I mean, when you stuff. say we made the furniture. <laughs> we know, collected it. We assembled yeah. bits you of equipment. inside yeah. and you placed mattresses on top yeah, of it. Yeah, but we did it aesthetically. <laughs> we were all on top of each other upstairs as well, so there was absolutely no privacy when it came to sound. So whatever your housemate was doing, you, you could, could hear, hear it. Yeah, right. That was, there were thin walls. Oh, dear. I was living with my brother. There were oh, some things no. I didn't want to live. Oh, no. <laughs> No, no, um, no. Sibling so sex. Just let's not even name it that. Let's not even go there. Let's not bring that into my yeah, mind. This is the one time that alliteration is not, not needed. Okay. Not needed. So, yeah, thin walls and then just consistently like a revolving door of people, um, all there for different reasons, mostly to get content. You yeah. know, uh, you want to get a tag. You want to boost your platform. This is my worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would go upstairs to get out of it, but it was like 24-7 and just messy. We're, really messy. we're one house made away from having a hype house. Right. I don't think a hype house has a number requirement. I think yeah. it's just the vibe. Oh, got it. Okay. I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, we're all, there's three of us in the entertainment biz, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, um, media. And yeah. so the third, when we were looking for a new housemate, mm. you know, some people came through that, that could have been in that realm and we, we had to say no because we, we wouldn't be able to deal with the idea of it. 
Right, and yeah. the people out the front. That and, finally, and as well, and sorry to go back to that, but yeah. They when would, the address is leaked, yeah. Lines would get longer. All the content that's filmed out the front here. <laughs> yeah. The knocking of the door. It's a very recognisable door, I will say that. <laughs> She's right. You need to She's be careful. very right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll who, cross that bridge. <laughs> who, who does the dishes in this hype house then? Mm. <laughs> I well, feel like it's Nat. <laughs> yeah, well, Nat is the most... Uh, stringent about the dishes getting done, that's for sure. We just like to, we, we would pile them up. It would just get to a point <laughs> where whoever happens to be there at the point when it's overflowing, it's their turn. It's when you run out of things to eat with. <laughs> so really low standards. Really low standards. What are you um, eating in this? Honestly, also like anything we could get all for the free. Ha- all the anything for free. Free food. You know, every now and then we'd be kind of wined and dined uh, mm-hmm. by a business that wanted some tags. That yeah. was lovely. You're kind of like living... On real low budget, but just surviving on free stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much, yeah, at the core of influence. You're not necessarily making like money, but it's a little bit like crypto. It's a different currency. kind of currency. Yeah. So it was a lot. But yeah, we lasted three years and then by the end of it, it all came crumbling down and mm. we realized this is not sustainable. And I decided it wasn't really what I wanted to do with my life either. I was pretty tired of like living in like this hype house where I would come downstairs and have to like look at all these beer bottles everywhere and stuff. Also because like I don't party, I'm sober, I don't drink. And I remember this one time uh, we they, everyone was doing pre's for a festival at the house and I kind of tricked myself into believing that I was just like a housewife. I just felt really boring and so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I just have to like pick things up after people. Mm-hmm. You're taking water to everyone, hydrate, <laughs> you know, get some snacks, lie in your stomachs. It's a long-term game. Yeah, <laughs> I remember one of the guys, uh, he says to me, why don't you drink? Like, that's so weird. And I was like, I don't know, I just don't. He's like, that's so boring, uh, as he was, like, putting more beer bottles into the into the fridge. And then um, I went in to clean up the kitchen and I saw, like, we had these little tiny, like, ceramic dishes that we'd brought over from Bali. I think they were for, like, putting soy sauce in. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, it's messy. I'm going to go clean it. Mm. Uh, and then he came back into the kitchen. He's like, where's that ceramic dish? And I was like, oh, I thought it was dirty. I washed it. And he absolutely went off at me because his drrugs were in there but he'd put them in like vaseline or something wait what is the what's the vaseline do you know about this know. vaseline I, business? I, like i'm i'm picturing sort of a shelving thing going possibly on or- i yeah. think that was what was yeah. clearly he was doing something he was preparing himself for something <laughs> and so that's the moment you knew that you had to get out of that that's house. the moment i knew <laughs> that was like such is a mum thing like, to do right? yeah, yeah, yeah moment 100%. Where you're like, I'm too old for this yes, shit. Yes, that was the moment I was like, I'm too old and nerdy and like not these. It's not my scene. It's not my scene. How did and the guy take it? He was mad. He was yeah. really mad. Do they pay bills like electricity and all that or did their influencer um, <laughs> incomes go yeah, funnel look, straight into the bills? Unfortunately, Energy Australia isn't doing um, influencer engagement at the moment. <laughs> the mo- When they do, they though. They don't need tags. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, one, that's one company they couldn't. Like bring around, yeah, 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 yeah. No, we, like, we, we, we provide to- you energy. You can do nothing for us. Honestly, uh, wait, it'll. Ha- I feel like it's gonna happen. You think- I've, <laughs> I've seen people like promoting banks and stuff. That's already another like level. Marty's on Westpac. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> base, what? That's the base. That's fair game. Very interesting. You said that you, when you were living in Bali, you were doing a lot of photography work, but you lived in Bali for. For ages. Yeah. So I grew up in Bali. We left when I was eight, came to Australia, and then I moved back to Bali after uni. So I just got a degree. (laughs) And then my mum was like, we're going back to Bali and I'm opening a cafe. 
very far from the degree that I'd studied. I was planning to go into advertising and film and TV. Yeah. Uh, but no, I took my Bachelor of Arts and I went back to Bali and opened a cafe with my mum <laughs> who didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I was sharing a, a room with my mum uh, at uh, 21 years old. So I helped her market the cafe essentially by right, going on okay. Instagram and hitting up Instagram girls and saying, come down for a smoothie bowl. So then what I realized was uh, we have a house in Bali and at the time it was rented out. But then when we got it back, we had a spare room. Yeah. So I said to mom, well, we could start accommodating people. I stayed once with Yaz mm. and she told me, yeah, yeah, come stay. It's a studio apartment. <laughs> and I came and I stayed but it actually, it was a studio. What? Like I literally stayed in, there was like all this photographic material around me, like <laughs> lights and one of those curved walls. It's like. That's on you. you I know? mean, there was nothing to say what she said was mutually exclusive, all right? Studio, apartment, Listen, separate thing. When, I was like, look, it wasn't really what I was picturing when I flew to freaking Bali, but um, look, yeah. Marty was actually one of the first people I ever met with influence. Marty was a Channel was V presenter at the time. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so he was a big deal. And <laughs> we randomly met at a KFC on Sunset Road in Bali. Also, he happened to be traveling in Bali around Christmas time and needed a family to crash with. So he spent Christmas with us. So, yeah. So I, you guys met and then it was just like instant come spend Christmas. Well, Marty's the kind of person that just kind of. Invites himself to things. (laughs) Just invites himself over, (laughs) complains about the the standard of accommodation when he had the idea to put a mattress down on the floor. (laughs) He's that person. (laughs) So, yeah, so Marty was probably the first influencer to stay. So you were leveraging your influence. He was. Have you ever leveraged your own? Absolutely, and mostly out of chaotic experiences where I uh, my accommodation fell through. Okay. So uh, I I wasn't. Desperation, I believe it's called. Yeah. Out of desperation, I had to turn to my influence to find an alternative. Yeah. So, yeah, I was in London. I went over with a friend. We'd planned to stay for three weeks with her family. Uh, She ended up having to leave the first day into it. And uh, I was left with not much time to figure out what I was going to do in London on my own. Mm. Uh, At which point she actually suggested, well, why don't you put it on your Instagram? And this girl who had a very large following hit me up. She happened to have spoken to my brother, I think, on an app of some Mm. sort at some time. And she's like, yeah, your brother's a legend. I'd love to have you stay with me. And all these things are going through my mind where I'm like, this is a stranger. I don't know her. I'm basing all of this trust off the fact that she has over 100,000 followers and therefore can't really be a criminal because there's too many people holding her accountable, I guess. I I mean- There's something to that, right? So I ended up taking up her offer. She lived in essentially like the basement of this massive converted warehouse where all these artists were squatting. And then there was a shared kitchen, which is where it really got interesting because technically I was squatting and uh, (laughs) I was in the kitchen making some toast, you know, (laughs) gluten-free. Gluten-free toast tends to be more flammable than most toast. And um, I got (laughs) distracted don't know how I didn't realise there was smoke filling this whole dungeon. Also, again, no windows, no doors. Yeah. We're down the bottom. Yeah. Smoke's filling. And then I just hear this siren. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sitting in smoke. I've smoked up this whole place. And then I walked outside and the whole building had evacuated. There were people in their towels. Oh, there was this guy God. that was like, what the fuck is going on? And then <laughs> <laughs> I'm just standing there like, I'm sorry, guys. That would have been a great headline. Gluten-free bread <laughs> starts causes <Fire>. evacuation. <laughs> uh, yeah. You now live 
alone. I do. You've gotten out of that crazy hype house. You're not living in Bali anymore. But from what I know, you have been having subletters because you've got a spare room. Oh, You're- haven't you done well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, having people come in and rent out the spare room. Look, once again, me moving into my own apartment came out of desperation and a last resort. I was actually living in a share house where I was told kind of unexpectedly that I needed to leave. Uh, And I just kind of went, oh, shit. You know, she was like, you got six weeks. I was like, I'll do it in two. (laughs) (laughs) So don't don't doubt my grind. So I I just literally moved like 300 metres down the road okay. um, and I was like, shit, now I've got to get my own lease. This is it. It's happening. Yeah. I'm not going to go into another share house situation. Mm. I'm like getting older. Uh, so I got to find a lease. I did. I got a lease for a two bedroom. And at that time I was like, how am I going to pay this rent? Mm. But I thought if I get a two bedroom and I can get, you know, Airbnb or subletters, mm. then I'll be able to pay the rent. Mm. So that was great. Is there like a sense of territory? You're like, don't put your shit there. <laughs> That's my corner. Well, my apartment's <laughs> extremely small. I know I'm a very messy person, right, but okay. I'm like, if it's my mm. kitchen and my house, I'll do the dishes when I want and I'll take the, the, the what trash about when out when so, I want. What about when they're, they're in the house? So you don't change your ways? Well, no, you got to live around me. It's, 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 it's my her house. It's a house. It's what you're signing up yeah. for, you know? So you don't cook for them. Why uh, would I cook for them? I mean, do you cook? No. <laughs> absolutely not. I can cook like toast. Okay. Well, clearly you can't because you burnt down a building almost. <laughs> what are you talking about? I can make toast. No, you, you have a great point. You make a great point. Okay, you, Marty. You failed Marty, at that simple Do you task. remember my 21st birthday when I invited you over to a party at my place and I had deep fried frozen money bags for you to yeah. eat and frankfurts. That's how she catered her 21st. Hold on, deep fried. Like, no, no, no. Hold on. Yeah. How much money were you making as this influencer? You're frying bags of money? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. What the fuck are you talking about? No, no, no. This was pre-influencer. This is when Marty was... The okay, influencer. Yeah. And mm. I was just a 21-year-old at uni yeah. who wanted my cool friend to come meet my uni friends at my 21st. Yep. and I She had two friends also. <laughs> wow. Well, look at her now. Look yeah, her look now. at me now, Marty. <laughs> now she has over 100,000 followers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch, but I'll take it. <laughs> so I invited him over and I'd just gone to the frozen section at Coles uh-huh. and bought like money bags and Frankfurt's. What the fuck are money bags? Oh, they're, they're like, the, they're, uh, like the Chinese, Chinese like, dim sim kind of money okay, bags. Right, okay. Yeah, so you don't cook for yourself either? No. I'm a liability in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, how do you eat? Ah, you know, who eats? <laughs> You've shared with a lot of different people. Someone that has shared with you wanted to have a chat on the podcast today. Oh, no. So we're going to give them a call right now. I'm so scared. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Marie. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just sitting here with your daughter, Yasmin, and we've just been talking about. Oh, my God. Been talking Hello. about all the people she's shared a space with, including you. You were one of her subletters, were you not? <laughs> Oh, whereabouts though? What country are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd have to have you on the show today because I'm on the show. You're yeah, on you're a live, podcast. You're live, Mum. <laughs> oh, hello, everybody on the show. Good afternoon. <laughs> I thought I had to give you a call today because we can't talk about Yasmin's sharehouse experiences without bringing you into the show. Uh, you really were the landlord 
to <gasps> some of the world's best influencers. How did you find that experience? Well, they're interesting. <laughs> they're all really, lo- really nice girls, really lovely girls, but mm-hmm. they're very focused on what they do. Yes. And I remember this one time that a particular girl, I won't name names, but we used to, when we, know, we knew one of them was arriving, we'd fill the pool up with flowers. Anyway, she just walked in, saw the flowers, and just dived in naked, threw everything off. Came, and then as she came out, she said, take a photo of me coming out of the pool with the flowers. I'm like, what? Like, what do you want me to do? Anyway, she did this and then quickly got the shot. Within three or four minutes, she had mastered that shot with her little apps and her whatever they do, changed the color of the flowers, changed everything. She said, watch when I post this. I sat down with her. I said, what's going on? She said, watch my phone when I post this. And I kid you not, I was in awe of her. The phone was going ding, 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 ding. Like it was insane. And that was, hello. Thinking, oh, my God, this is like being in the RSL club, you know, when somebody pulls the poker machine and you just see those things going over. And um, and I was like, and I acted. I was trying to be really cool and acting like I knew exactly what was going on. I thought, yes, what the fuck so was going cool. on? And it was the like she was getting on the photo. Yeah. But they get so many gifts. Oh my god! There'd be a knock at the door every five seconds, and they'd be uh, like, "Oh, the true. gifts that were rolling." And I think, oh, is there anything there for me? Never was. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe she'll give me something if I say I like it. And I go, oh, that's really nice. And she go, yeah. <laughs> we did we did have one influencer that just like loved walking around naked which is fine but we have like staff that work at the house that yeah, yeah. Were, and it's also a, quite a modest society quite a modest Bali. society that would they would actually scurry away and hide because they were so terrified of seeing them naked of seeing them naked oh my god my biggest problem was seeing her naked because she had the most amazing body was i didn't know where to look yeah so I used to, I, when i'd look at her i sort of look her straight in the eye and make sure that I was looking her straight in the eyes yeah. and thinking, don't go down and just stay where you're at. <laughs> They're uh, amazing young ladies and being in a cafe business, mm. I can't live without them because they make my business. Anybody who says that an influencer is an idiot, they're an idiot. <laughs> It is a world I don't it's, think I'll ever get my head wrapped around completely. Yeah. You know, Big Brother wanted my mom on the show, and we were all oh, unanimously what? we were like, "Why not? You're like, Why not?" <laughs> we've got to say no to that. Her head will get bit too. <laughs> not a good idea. Thanks so much for coming on our show today. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. If you want to get involved in our show, join our community of housewarmers. You can at Housewarming Podcast on Facebook. You can hit us up on Twitter at Housewarming Pot. We're also on YouTube. I think we've put up some TikToks. Brutal for Instagram to not even get mentioned. We are also on the Uh, gram. Where you can also find (laughs) on the hierarchy. On the influence (laughs) episode. You can also find Yasmin's stuff at Culture Machine. And a massive shout out to our boy Paolo for helping us out with the theme music. Big thanks to our editor Jazz Rule for mix, mastering, and editing this episode. But that's it for us. Until next time. Peace. Peace.